of all the disciples, why is Peter the one who Jesus chose to be the leader of the apostles? What about Peter did Jesus see that he thought was so important he wanted to put this man not just as the the head of the twelve, but as ultimately the head of his entire church on earth? I think it's because of all the apostles we can identify with Peter the most. Because Peter goes from the heights of grace to the depths of idiocy in a matter of moments. And he does it over and over and over again. At Caesarea Philippi, right, when all the disciples are discussing who everyone says Jesus is, Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That great moment. And within minutes, Jesus is saying to him, get behind me, Satan. Haven't we experienced that ourselves? Those moments when everything seems to be going so well for us, and then the next thing we know, we've done something boneheaded. And we have to go back to confession and start all over again. At the Last Supper, when Jesus says, one of you is about to betray me, and he tells them everything that is about to happen, and he said, you will all abandon me, and Peter's like, no, Lord, never will I abandon you. I will stand beside you. And then before the sun rises three times, he denies Christ. And here we've got him, right? Lord, if it is you, command me to walk on the sea. And he was. He was walking on the water. But he let himself get distracted. At Caesarea Philippi, he let himself get distracted by his human understanding of Christ. No, you can never be crucified. We won't let that happen. In Jerusalem, on Holy Thursday, he let himself get distracted by his human understanding of things. And so he denied Jesus three times. And here on the water, he lets himself get distracted. He loses sight. And that happens to each and every one of us. And we're tempted to listen to what Jesus says to him and think that Jesus is rebuking him, that Jesus is somehow criticizing him. But that's not really what's happening. Jesus is actually encouraging Peter and all the disciples. I guess it's all in the tone, right? The way we read those words of, you of, you of little faith, why did you doubt? It made me think, as I was reading through all of this, of a moment at Keystone, Colorado, almost 20 years ago, when my nephew was learning how to ski. And he had had a great day in lessons, and he was um, almost eight years old. And uh, the instructor said, if you really want him to, to get it, he needs to actually go up the mountain and, and ski back down, because he's this close. And so my sister looks at me and says, would you mind taking him, because I've got to take the younger one back and start dinner. So I get my nephew, we go up on the lift, and um, he falls down. And then we start going, and he falls down. And we go about 20 more feet, and he falls down, and he falls down, and he falls down, and he falls down. We've gone about 300 yards, and he looks at me, and he says, can't we just take the lift back down the mountain? And I'm like, the lift is all the way up there, and we're here. How are we going to get there? And he looks at me and says, well, you can carry the skis. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not carrying the skis. I said, you're this close. You just need to keep at it. 
And so he gets up on his skis and he fell down. And he gets up and he fell down. But then suddenly he got it. And it was all I could do to keep up with him because he's a little tiny guy who doesn't have to worry about hurting himself when he falls. But he got it. And that's what Jesus is saying to Peter. You're this close. Don't doubt but believe. And when we make those boneheaded mistakes, when we commit those sins, especially those habitual ones of ours, we start beating ourselves up. And we think that Jesus is looking at us with an angry face admonishing us. But he's not. He's looking at us with the same face that he looked at Peter when Peter denied him the third time. He gave Peter the look that caused Peter to go out and weep bitterly. And it wasn't a look of anger. It was a look of pure love. Because he understands our struggles. And he doesn't want us to be living and cowering in fear every time we make a mistake. He wants us to remember what ultimately happened. Because at the side of the sea, after St. John says in the boat, it is the Lord, Peter jumps out and he rushes ashore. And right there with Christ three times, three times, he professes his love for Christ, just as three times he had denied him. I think of all the apostles, Peter is the easiest one to identify with, because we want to do those great things, and yet we always seem to fall just a little short. And then we start to beat ourselves up. Stop beating yourself up. That's not what Jesus wants for you. He doesn't want you to spend all of your time being ashamed of your mistakes. He wants you to feel guilt so that you can apologize and start over. But ultimately, he wants you to succeed more than anything else. He wants you to reach those heights of grace and stay there. And Peter did. It took him a long time. But he did. And you can too. Not on your own. Just as Peter couldn't walk on the water all by himself. But with Jesus, it's possible. In fact, with God, all things are possible.